0: Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is life. Your word is truth. Your word is real. And this morning, as we take a few minutes to examine your word and to meditate on your word, I ask that your Holy Spirit would quicken thoughts that you've planted inside of me. Lord, that I would be a vessel to honor you. Lord, and I pray that the hearts here today would be ready to receive this word and that it would grow and bring forth fruit a hundredfold in their lives. In your name, amen. Have you ever recognized a voice that carries with it immediate authority? As I was preparing, I asked my son, to prepare some clips which he was he was doing but don't worry about it Justin I'm not going to worry about those today but one of the clips I wanted was from a guy named Arnold Schwarzenegger has anybody heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger and one of his most favorite famous clips was hasta la vista baby and with that, there was an, uh, there's an immediate identification with authority. Another one was a guy named Clint Eastwood. Anybody here Clint, hear Clint Eastwood? And in his Dirty hairy and all his... He, he's just a gun-toting kind of guy. And in one of the shows, and so I don't know which one, but he looks at the guy and he says, Go ahead, make my day. And with that voice... And with those words, he carried through and there was an authority that was transferred. And there's something that goes along with the power of words and the power of your voice that carries through authority. If you go to the first chapter of Genesis and you look at creation, Genesis 3, it starts and it says in Genesis 1 verse 3, it says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God didn't say, if you'd like to, he said, let there be. He said, and there was. And if you read the creation account of the six days of creation, on the seventh day he rested. So on the six days of creation, every time it says, and God said, God said, God said. And then you go to the end of that day and you see where it says, and it was so. And we spent time looking in Genesis 1, 28. After he created man in his image, he blessed them and he, and he gave a command to them and he gave a fivefold blessing to them. If you continue reading, just a couple chapters later, in chapter 3, is where the serpent... Chapter 2, I think it's the end of chapter 2 and the beginning of chapter 3 is where the serpent deceives Eve. And Adam, who has no backbone, allows it. And they eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in that encounter... As you read on, it says that Jesus or God came to walk with him in the cool of the garden. And they heard God coming, and they hid themselves. And you go to that passage. It's in chapter 3, verse 11. If you want to go there for one second. I want you to see a, a phrase there. Talking about the voice of authority. In chapter 3, verse 11, when God comes to them... And he he calls them out and he says, Adam, where are you? And he says, oh, we were hiding because we were afraid because we were naked. And then in verse 11, he says, who told you you were naked? Who told you? The voice of authority in their life told them something. And what happened is they... they Put the voice of God, the authority of God, and they listened to another voice and they accepted that voice. So this morning I want to give you a few thoughts about the voices of authority. What voices do you have speaking into your life? What voices do you have speaking into your life right now? Do you have a spiritual voice? Or do you have MTV? Do you have sound spiritual father and a mother speaking into your life? Or are you listening to something that all it does is drag you down? Voices are huge. Voices are huge. In Genesis 1, 3, when when I said that God said and it was, there is no doubt in God. When God says something, there's no doubt. You can take him at his word. When he says something, there's no doubt. He didn't say, let there be, and he hoped it would happen. It didn't say, let there be, and then he was surprised when it happened. No, he said, let there be, and it was. I was talking to somebody just a couple weeks ago. He was asking how I was feeling. And he's, he's a precious friend of mine. He's more than just a friend. And as we were talking, I was sharing to him how I was feeling. And I was having some soreness in my hip. He called me a couple days later and he said, David, I've been thinking about this. He says, and I got, I'd like to tell you a story. Now, I know this guy very well. I've known him all my life. And as we were talking, he says, you know, I wasn't feeling well. And I was working, and he was working in California at the time. And my mom and dad actually went, were traveling down there. And they, they knew that he was there. So they called him to have coffee with him or lunch with him. And he said, so I went to lunch with your mom and dad. He says, and during the lunch, mom, my mom, decides to pray for him. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't like shards of lightning falling off his fingers. It wasn't like fire, and it wasn't like, thus saith the Lord. My mom just prayed for him at the dining room table, or the dinner at the table there in that restaurant. And he says, you know, David, he says, I... He says, it was weird. He says, I I went back to work. He says, and my back was so sore that I couldn't do, and he was doing a bunch of work with a torch and cutting metal, and he couldn't do it. He says, I got back to work. He says, and this is how he explained the miracle to me. He says, it was bizarre. And I just, it was bizarre. It was immediate. He says, I went to work. And I didn't have any pain. He says, and I didn't realize it at first, but I got up on the ladder. I climbed on the scaffold. He says, he says, and it was so bizarre. He says, I actually stopped. He says, and I called your mom. He says, and I called my wife. He says, and I said, you wouldn't believe what just happened. When the voice of God speaks, and I believe my mom in that instance was operating with authority and operating with the voice of God. When God speaks, it's it's something that is no doubt about it. It's a no doubter. It's 100%. And sometimes the result, you might look at it and you might go, well, that's bizarre. I was thinking I might have to live with this the rest of my life. I thought I might have to stay like this or I might have to contend... And sometimes God will speak and it will be an immediate thing. The voice of authority. What voices are you listening to? In that account in Genesis. When Adam says we ran and we hid because we were afraid. Do you know what? He, what he was speaking. You're going to want to write this down. What he was speaking revealed who he was listening to. What Adam and Eve were speaking when God came and confronted them and said, I want to spend time with you, what they spoke revealed what they were listening to. The voice of authority that you speak with reveals the voice of authority that you allow in your life. And in that picture and in that moment, Adam and Eve allowed Satan, the serpent, to come and they spoke. They spoke with with indecision, they spoke with fear, and they spoke with shame. And God said, who told you? You want to know who's the authority in your life? Take note of the words that you speak. If you want to know who's ruling in your life, take note of the words that you speak. Winona and I are doing this very much, and it's not that we sit there and we record, say, oh, I just said, oh my goodness. I, it's, I'm not. But we have conversations, and we stop ourselves at time from speaking things because we realize we're not speaking with the voice of authority. We're allowing something else to infiltrate and cause me to speak, something that is not faith, something that's not true. Something that's not God's word. And the voices that you listen to are the voices that you start to speak. Whatever starts to influence you is what starts to come out of you. The voice of authority. The last thing I want to show you from Genesis 3 and then we'll go back to Matthew But it's where you're living today is directly connected to who you listened to yesterday. Where you're living today is directly connected to who you listened to yesterday. And Adam and Eve, they were living in shame, living in, in regret, living in fear. That was because they had listened to somebody And the voice of authority that was in their life changed. Now let's go back. Let's move forward to Matthew. And I want to show you a couple things about the voice of authority in Matthew chapter 14. We've read that verse. Jesus sends them off. He sends them from a dry ground. Then they get in a boat. And they go across the water to another area and sometimes you will find that there's a picturesque or metaphorical language in the Bible It is a literal story that literally happened but there's sometimes God uses amazing things in the scriptures to bring out more points and what you find is it's very easy to be sure and steady when you're on dry ground but when you go from dry ground over something to get to somewhere else you have to go through something that maybe is a bit of transition it's maybe a little unsettling and in order for the disciples to go from the area that they were over to the area god wanted to they had to take a boat god gave them the vehicle to go over that the area that was troubled and the water there in in the in the time there the the wind would come down that valley and the waves it would become boisterous. It was not uncommon to have boisterous seas. And I'm trying to paint a picture here of the voice of authority in your life. Because I believe there are some of you here today that you're in a boat. And you're going from an area that was nice and firm to an area over there, but right now it's a little bit unsettling. I want you to see the voice of authority in this story. And and Jesus is, he, he goes up to pray. Have you ever felt like you've been abandoned? It's like, God, you told me to do this, but where are you? You told me to do this, but what's happening? And he sends them out in a boat. Now there's about two or three instances where Jesus is with them in boats. This is the one that I see. Where he's walking on the water to them. Has anybody here ever seen somebody walking on the water? I mean really walking on the water. Not not an illusion. But really walking on the water. No. I, I haven't yet. I expect to walk on water someday. And I'm not being silly when I say that. I believe that if God needs me to walk on water. I'll walk on water. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. But in the meantime, he gave me a boat or a kayak. But one day, if God says, David, you need to do it, I'll do it. But I've yet to see somebody walking on water, let alone somebody in the middle of the night. Have you ever seen somebody in the middle of the night walking on the water? I read that. I used to read that and I think, well, the disciples, you should have known it was Jesus. You know what? I'd freak out. I used to get on the disciples' case, didn't you trust Jesus? Then I started to think, oh, they've never seen this before. It's dark out. It's the fourth watch. It's coming around to the beginning of the morning. I mean, they've been at it all night. And all of a sudden, they see something walking through the waves, through the mist. I mean, can you imagine Hollywood painting this? The shadowy figure. And it's getting closer. I'd scream like a baby too. Come on. If you were with me, I'd be a man of paste and powder, not a man of faith and power. And they were freaking out. And they're going, what's going on? And Jesus is walking by. And he says, don't be afraid, guys. He didn't get upset with them for freaking out. He didn't get upset for them with them for freaking out. But he says, don't be afraid, guys. It's me. Be of good cheer. And then Peter. And I got, now. Maybe I'm being a little cynical here. But Peter says, if it's you, God, tell me to come. Well, do you think if it wasn't God, somebody would have fun with Peter and say, come on, too? You know, messing with him. Anyway, so Peter says, if it's you, come. And I want you to see the voice of authority. Jesus says, he doesn't say a big thing. He just says, come. And that voice of authority in Peter's life opened up an avenue and opened up a realm of the supernatural that none of the other disciples experienced. But he walked on water. He walked on water. He didn't have a surfboard hiding it. He didn't do some myth thing that people couldn't figure out. He actually got up and the wind was crazy and blowing. And I don't know what size of boat that he'd have, but... I can't imagine him getting out of the boat. Like, how do I do this? Do I do one foot? Do I kind of climb? Do I jump? He got out of the boat and he walked on the water. And I want you to see something about the voice of authority that was in his life. Because he was doing, what he was doing was directly related to who was speaking in his life. talking about authority that you and I have, what you do is directly related to who is speaking in your life. Peter was experiencing something because Jesus was directly speaking into his life and the voice of authority in his life caused him to walk on the water. you will experience supernatural things if you allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your life. Amen? You'll experience things such as walking on the water when you allow the Holy Spirit to speak in your life. If you do not allow the Holy Spirit to speak in your life, you will not experience what Peter experienced. The other disciples did not get out of the boat. But the voice of authority in Peter's life said, Come, and Peter got out of the boat, and he started walking. And then... You want to see what happens when you get... The moment you start walking in what God says, you know you're going to have opposing voices and you're going to have a battle going on. And Peter starts walking and it, what happens is he says it's, he started to look at the waves and the boisterous sea around him. And he had a choice to make. He could either listen to the voice of authority or he could listen to the voice that was happening around him which was the circumstances. Have you ever had competing voices in your head? You're not schizophrenic, okay? Olivia will diagnose you, but you're not schizophrenic. It is normal. It is not unnormal. It is normal for you to have opposing voice because what happens is we, we have this battle inside of us. Paul says, what I want to do, I don't do, and what I should do, I don't do. And I, he says, oh, wretched man that I am. The flesh... Wars against the spirit and you get the moment you start to walk in the supernatural, you will also have the flesh or the other thing that wants to rule you come up and kick up a fuss. You're going to have that. And Peter at that moment, he looked at, At the circumstance. He looked at what was around him. He looked at the mist. He looked at the wind. He looked at the waves. He looked at the boisterous sea. And he's walking on top of that. He is walking on top of that. But he took his eyes off of Jesus. He took his eyes off of the authority that was speaking to him. And he looked at the authority of the wind and the waves. And down he goes. And God being so gracious... Peter screams out and cries out, Lord, help me. And Jesus reaches out and grabs him. And he says, oh, you of little faith. And I'm thinking, what about the guys in the boat? It takes faith to walk in the supernatural. It takes faith to listen to his voice and do what he says. Because he does not give you simple little instructions. He gives you instructions like get five stones and you're going to kill that guy who's bigger than you. Can you imagine going to battle? That's like taking a toothpick to a gunfight. I've got my slingshot, let's go. God, when he speaks to you, the authority that he speaks to you, he will give you instructions and he will tell you to do something that involves faith. David took, and what David was accustomed to was his sling, and he tried on the armor of Saul and it didn't work. He took the sling, five stones, he goes and he looks at Goliath and he says, you come against me in all your stuff, but I come against you in the name of my king. And you've been blaspheming. And David is walking in the supernatural. And he takes a stone and he knocks out a guy. The biggest guy around. Not a guy his size. I mean he put MMA to shame. It's like a featherweight against a heavyweight. He did something supernatural. Noah. Noah. Builds an ark. It takes him over a hundred years to build this boat. He walked in the supernatural. Mary. She gets told something. The voice of authority that speaks into her life. And she says, beat unto me according to your word. And she experiences the amazing joy of being the mother of Jesus the voice of authority in your life is actually how you're living. I'm not trying to be proud here or anything, but I can tell whose voice people are listening to by how they're living. And if you sat down and you would think about it long enough, you could tell which voice somebody is listening to by the way they're living. Because if they're living at, with the voice of authority of God, their voice, their words are going to be different. Their actions are going to be different. Their expectations are going to be different. Their behavior will be different because they have the voice of authority. Somebody who doesn't have the voice of authority is not listening to God. You know what? They're not going to have peace, they're not going to have joy. Because they're not listening to the voice of authority. If you want to operate in a level of authority, and I believe we all do, anybody here not want to be in a, operate with the authority of God with you? I think we all want to have the authority of God with us. I, am believe, I believe that each one of you has authority that God has placed inside of you and around you and amongst you. And that's what we spent the last number of weeks looking at the authority that God has given us. The authority that we have, the believer's authority to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth, to subdue it, to have dominion. That authority is directly connected to who you're listening to. Amen? Your speech and your authority are connected. Your speech and your authority are connected. I've just got three little things to say here. If you want to walk in authority, then you have to listen to the authority. For Peter to walk on that water, he had to listen to what Jesus said. Whatever influences you, whatever goes inside of you, is actually what comes out of you. Talking about the voice of authority. In Revelations 12, verse 11, it says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And Winona and I have been talking a lot about the power of words. And I know with, with the lady's Bible study, she's doing a whole year on declarations, speaking the word of God, not speaking your own words, speaking what God's word says. You've got to get in there and listen to what she has to say. She's an amazing teacher. She's great. I give her most of the stuff, but she does a good job. She's, God is putting something inside of her that, women, you are getting a deposit from an anointed woman of God. And she is spending the whole year, and it's not, I'll be honest with you, it's not just a good thing for women to get. I mean, us guys, we need to get with the program, too. The women could say amen there. The guys could say, Lord, help me. But... It's not just a women's thing to speak declarations to declare the word of God. But when you speak God's word, what you do is you put his authority to it. And you start to experience his expectation and his word and his thoughts and his desire. And his word has no doubt. He has no doubt in his word. So when you take his word and you speak with his authority, you take his authority, you speak it, you can expect that it will have actions and reactions and results. Because his word doesn't come back to him empty, but it accomplishes what it says it's going to do. Hallelujah. Voice of authority. What you're speaking reveals who you're listening to. What you're doing is directly related to who's speaking into your life. Where you're living today is directly connected to who you listened to yesterday. If you want to walk in that authority, listen to the authority. Walking and talking are actually brothers. Walking and talking are in the same family. They're members of the same family. Whatever influences you, flows out of you. Look in the example of Adam and Eve. Whatever influences them, came out of them. Your speech and your authority are connected. The voice of authority. I believe there's some of you here today that you might be struggling trying to figure out the voice of authority. Not that you don't want to listen to it, but, but you're struggling. Just like the disciples got into that boat and the storms came and you say, Well, I believe God told me to do this. But now, as I'm in this boat, I see waves, I see wind, I see headache, I see havoc, I see every type of trouble known to this man, and I see it. In the midst of that storm, I believe there's a voice of authority that wants to speak into your life. And you might be looking outside and you might be seeing something and you might be just saying, God, help me. And he says, I'm here. Don't be afraid. And the voice of authority, you might say, God, if it's you, can you help me? And he might give you an instruction and he might say, step out of the boat and walk on that water. And if you listen to the voice of authority in your life, God Almighty. It might come through somebody, but it comes from God. It's not my idea, it's not their idea, it's God speaking. And you hear the voice of authority and God says, come. You will experience victory over that storm. You will experience victory over that storm. And the voice that you listen to is the voice that you will actually live to. The voice that you actually listen to is the voice and the behavior that you live to. I want to encourage you today don't give up, don't stop. If God's given you something, it says in Philippians, Paul writes to them and he says, he who begun a good work in you, I'm confident that he who begun a good work in you will complete it. You might not see the land. You might not see the end result. Listen to the voice of authority. Listen to the words of Christ. And they're here. Listen to what God says. God put something in your heart. You go back to him and you say, Lord, your word says. Your word says, by your stripes I'm healed. I will listen to that. I will speak that. I will declare it. Your word says it. Lord, your word says to go and do this. I am doing this. I'm walking out in faith. What is the voice of authority that you're listening to? Why don't we take just one minute and let's do a little assessment. Close your eyes. I'm not doing anything spooky. I'm not doing anything crazy. But take a moment. Assess your life. Not your wife, not your husband. Not the idiot that's causing you all the trouble. Assess your life. Who are you listening to? Who's speaking into the decisions you're making? Whose authority are you standing on? Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. After you've done this assessment, after you've thought about this, if you're not happy with the voice that you're listening to, you can change it. If you say, you know what, maybe I'm... I'm not quite listening I'm, 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 things coming out of me aren't consistent to what God's word says you can change by listening and just saying God I just want to listen to you a little better I just want to get on the same page as you help me when I drive to work and all the guys around me are making comments about their wives, derogatory. Lord, the voice of authority in my life is your word, and your word says that I'm to love my wife. So help me. Your word says that I'm to honor and to respect and to to take her and treat her as if the same way you treat the church and you love the church. So Lord, help me that I don't jump in the same cesspool that those guys are jumping in. Doesn't mean you have to stand on top of the table and say, hey guys, you're all going to hell. What it does is just say, the voice of authority in my life says I'm not going to join with that conversation. Let's make it Practical. Maybe you work somewhere and somebody says, just cut a corner. Just let it go. Let it slide. The voice of authority in my life says, no, I'm going to do everything the way God's word tells me. I'm going to do 100%. There were times in business when I was working in construction And I had an opportunity where even the contractor would allow me to get away with something and I would say, no, this is what needs to be done. And it wasn't something huge. It was just something, it was a matter of principle. No, I I don't live that way. I am somebody who lives according to what I said or what the word says, the contract that I signed or the way that I agreed to it, I will do that. And there were times when it cost the company money but it brought glory to God. People would call us and they'd say, you're a Christian company. And they knew that because of the way many of us behaved and operated. The voice of authority in your life Take some time this week. What, what you do is when you wake up in the morning, ask the Holy Spirit to be involved with your daily activity. Like literally ask him. When, when you get up and you, 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 you jump in the shower, and instead of starting to sing whatever lullaby you sing in the shower, just say, Holy Spirit, can you be with me today? And and he loves to join you. In fact, he already knows it all, so it's like I get to join him. But say, Holy Spirit, can you just help me today? If something comes up that doesn't line up with your authority in my life, would you like, would you like put a red flag in my head? Would you put a check in my spirit? Would you just say, Whoa! And just say, David, think about this. It doesn't have to be anything. It can be just as simple as taking one minute in the morning. I'm not asking you for an hour. It's as simple as taking one minute in the morning. And starting with one minute and putting him at the start of the day. And then you say, Holy Spirit, help me today. When my wife's not around, that I would honor her. When my husband's not around, that I would honor him. When my children aren't around, that I would speak positive. That I would speak words of authority. When they question me, that I would be honest and I would be a man of my word. That I would be a woman who is known for being honest and true. Help me. And what will happen is that voice of authority, and you think it's just natural, you just think it's simple, you just think it's normal, but what happens is you will start to see supernatural things happen by doing natural things. Because I don't believe the supernatural and natural are different. I think they're so together, we just don't recognize it. When we do and obey the voice of authority in our lives, we do a natural thing like walking in a supernatural way on top of water. That's what I'm asking God for you this week. And if you're game, you'll say tomorrow morning, Holy Spirit, I'm a candidate. Amen? Voice of authority. God bless you. May you have an amazing week. And may the Holy Spirit speak to you with his authority.